Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination, it's definitely a journey. However, now I can honestly say I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story as well as my experiences and what I've learned to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. Today, I want to clarify and discuss what betrayal trauma actually is and why I've created this podcast surrounding it. I want to first discuss what trauma is. Dr. Gabor Mate said it this way, trauma is not what happens to you, it's what happens inside of you as a result of what happened to you. Therefore, it's not what happens that causes pain and trauma, but how we internalize the meaning of what and why that something happened. Basically, trauma occurs within ourselves as a way to cope or to make sense of whatever may have happened. Are you with me so far? Okay, so now betrayal trauma is a particular kind of trauma that refers to the pain and emotional distress that occurs when a trusted institution or loved one violates that trust. To put it simply, betrayal trauma is when trust is broken. And when trust is broken, there is pain. I think we all know and understand pain. But do you know and recognize what happens to you when you feel pain? What happens if you touch something hot? Something like hot curling iron, for example. I would bet money that if you, if that happened, you would pull away. You would pause and contemplate what just happened. Assess how much damage was caused and then tell yourself to be more careful and avoid doing that again. Does that sound about right? Okay, but now I want, you to, I want to share with you what I call a golden nugget. The reason I call it a golden nugget is because it's a little piece of information, but it is so tremendously valuable. This golden nugget is that your brain does not know the difference between physical and emotional pain. Meaning that your brain doesn't process pain in different categories. It doesn't separate what type of pain you felt. Pain is simply pain. Therefore, when you feel something emotionally painful, your brain and body will react and store it in the same manner as if you were hurt physically. I was floored the first time I heard that because that would mean that emotional abuse is not processed differently than physical abuse. Are you with me so far? Emotional pain can be just as painful as physical pain. Most of my life, I was led to believe that because I am emotional, I am somehow weak and feeble. 
our society has let us down by downplaying the effects of emotional abuse and pain. So now that we understand that I want to go back to the curling iron analogy, but now I want you to imagine if someone else was holding the curling iron. Would that change anything? What would you do then? Do you sit back and stop paying attention and just let them do whatever they're going to do? Maybe the first time, or if we feel safe because they are being really careful and we trust them. But what happens when trust is broken? Do we then watch a little more closely and possibly flinch if necessary to avoid getting burned? The truth is, we all have this compass within us that knows and understands when we might be in danger, either because the other person is creating an unsafe atmosphere or because you have been burned in the past. The hard part is knowing and understanding which one it is. So often we feel unsafe because something feels familiar and we are reminded of a situation from our past, but you may not actually be in danger right now. For example, your mom may have burned you a lot as a child. So now as an adult, you have a hard time if anyone tries to curl your hair. Your brain is going to try to protect you and tell you to watch out or leave whenever any situation doesn't feel safe. That is exactly what happens when we feel emotional pain. Unfortunately, most of the time, our brain's most natural mechanism for protection is usually anger, which then leads to lashing out, shutting down, and withdrawing or hurting others because we feel hurt. For some reason, anger feels safe. It is as if anger is some kind of armor that we can put on to protect us and avoid receiving more pain. Unfortunately, anger does not protect us and in fact, only causes more pain. I like to think of it this way. Yes, anger will keep others out. Yes, anger will push and potential, the potential threat away. But the damage you do to yourself will far outweigh any benefits. It is as if you are putting on an armor that is soaked in poison. Anger will cause hate and bitterness, which is poison to your soul. So then what? If anger won't protect or help, it won't stop the pain, then what should we do? How do you protect yourself from pain that is caused from someone else? The best way to know and understand if and when you are truly in danger is when you are acting in fear because of things from the past. So often when we are hurt by another person, we store that information and avoid that from happening again. That is why we push others away. We are trying to protect ourselves from it happening again. It is no different than when a child will avoid a hot stove after they have touched it. They learned it was dangerous and they needed to be careful. But as that child grows into an adult, they learn how to appropriately use the stove and still avoid getting burned. It is a process of acknowledgement and understanding. Acknowledge that the stove is hot, but understanding that you can still use it in its appropriate manner. In order to get past the fear of our emotional pain and learn how to appropriately navigate and be safe, you will first need to know and understand it. The reason I want to talk about processing pain first is because the best way to explain the pain felt from betrayal 
is to compare it to being physically shot by a gun. At first, that might sound a bit extreme, but it honestly is the most accurate description that I have ever come across to adequately describe how it feels. I want you to imagine if someone you know, love and trust, picked up a gun and shot you with it. Although I have never actually been physically shot by a gun, I think we can all agree that getting shot, no matter where, would be extremely painful. Therefore, pain is always a part of the equation, and the only other variables would be where you were shot and or how many times. In betrayal, sometimes we get shot right in the heart. Other times, it may be a limb or a less vital part of our body. Other times, we may have had a really close call where the gun was fired, but it just missed us. Even in that ca case, there is still pain and trauma because a gun was still pointed towards us and it was fired. Therein lies the only difference. Where were you hit? Did your betrayal hit you square in the chest, causing irreversible damage? Or did your betrayal hit you in the leg or foot, immobilizing you but not quite killing you? No one can answer this but you because only you know where the damage is. Even your attacker cannot answer this because the one who has betrayed you is blind to their own behavior. I want you to think of it, think of it as if they were blindfolded. They know they have fired a gun. They know they have done something they probably shouldn't have, but because they can't see where the bullet lands, their quote unquote blindness gives them the hope that maybe it didn't hit anything and that everything is going to be okay. Many times your attacker is not actually trying to kill you, but they are so lost in their addictions or darkness that they cannot control their own behavior. Nonetheless, you are now in a position where you have been shot. Now what? Would you then turn to your attacker and ask them to fix and repair the damage? Would you tell them to put their hands inside your wound, find the bullet, and stop the bleeding? Would you tell your attacker to perform, perform surgery, clean out any infection, and prescribe you the right medicine that you may need to heal? No, I don't believe you would do any of that. In fact, I would bet that if someone shot you with a gun, and then even if they offered or tried to help, you would tell them to back away and not touch you. Again, that protection, you will pull away. You would probably then call the police, go to the hospital, and get whatever recovery treatment was necessary to heal. The strange thing about betrayal and being emotionally hit with a bullet is we tend to do the exact opposite. It is most common that we turn to our attackers and then ask and expect them to make it better to fix it, to fix us. We believe they were the ones that broke us, so they should be the ones to fix us. At least this is what I wanted. I turned to my now ex-husband and I wanted and I expected him to be capable of making it better. I thought once he understood how much pain I was actually in, he would come and rescue me from it. But he was never qualified to fix anything including himself. He was blind and, and, and unable to see. 
Plus, he didn't know what I needed, and when he tried, it only caused more issues and pain. So what should I have done? This is why I started this podcast and coaching. I want to help you avoid the mistakes I made. The first thing I should have done is realize that he cannot help me. He's not going to be my Prince Charming and he will not be able to rescue me from anything. I need to rescue myself. That doesn't mean I have to do it by myself, but rather I'm responsible for getting the help that I need. Remember, no one knows how much damage has occurred. You have to be aware of yourself enough to know and understand if the damage can be repaired or if it is too much. That may take time to know and understand because at first, the pain is so great, you really can't believe there's any way you could come back from it. But miracles do happen and many, many people do the work and stay together. Just because my marriage didn't work out doesn't mean that yours won't. I still absolutely believe in the atoning power of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness and redemption is absolutely possible. It will take work from not just him, but you as well. The first step is getting to getting better is realizing and accepting that you will need to do work just as hard or if not harder to recover and find healing. That may not be the news you were hoping for. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, I don't understand why I have to do the work to heal when I wasn't the one that caused it. That is a very understandable thought. But to that answer, it isn't the passenger's fault if a driver of a vehicle drives head on into a wall. But the passenger still needs to go to the doctor's appointments, get surgery, attend physical therapy, and do the work to build back the strength needed to walk, run, and live again. You did not have any control over what happened to you. You are an innocent bystander to another person's choices. With that said, I want to leave you with one more golden nugget. This golden nugget comes by way of Newton's third law of motion, which is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. I like to apply this to our pain as well. Meaning, however broken and destroyed you feel now, you have the opportunity and potential for the equal amount of joy and healing I know that may be hard to believe right now, but I know it, I have felt it, and I have experienced it. You can take this terrible and horrific incident, and with God, He will make it beautiful. Please, don't give up. You are not alone. Come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. Until next time, stay strong, my friend.